Have you stopped to consider that what's been called climate change involves a great deal more than the weather? That indeed it involves liberty and democracy? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 134 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues and everyday life. We're constantly told that the world will plunge into an existential climate cataclysm if average planetary temperatures rise another few tenths of a degree. Due to using fossil fuels for reliable, affordable energy, raw materials for over 6,000 vital products, and lifting billions out of poverty, disease, and early death. Yet in the real world, climate has changed numerous times, often dramatically, sometimes catastrophically, and always naturally. Multiple ice ages and interglacial periods, Roman and medieval warm periods, a little ice age, major floods, droughts, and dust bowls have all actually happened long before fossil fuels. What we need to understand is that climate change is the left's religion. The messaging is as heavy-handed as a catechism in a religious school. Climate change proponents are becoming increasingly alarmist. Fanatical globalist, socialist, and climate change alarmist are now advancing their climate change religion with concepts like any means necessary or nothing off-limits. They are openly calling for vast changes and control of agriculture, elimination of the use of fossil fuels, and in a real case of jumping the shark, for the hysterical systematic reduction of the world's population. Now, climate change activists are now showing their true philosophic colors, i.e. they are leftist activists that are anti-freedom, attacking democracies, anti-human, claiming human population must be reduced, and anti-farmers, blaming farms and cows for their fantasies. This is their inconvenient truth. For example, a climate doomsday cult member claims it is immoral and selfish to have children due to the amount of carbon they will emit over their lifetimes. Lobbying for more climate regulation is to enhance the power of the authoritarian state, not to protect the environment. The radical left has the world obsessing over whether we have 10 or 20 or 50 years before the eve of destruction. The hysteria gives the government the excuse it needs for more controls over the energy we use, the products we purchase, the homes we live in, the food we eat, and since the pandemic, when we can leave our homes. The Biden administration is constantly working to drive this agenda, whether it's going after gas stoves and everyday home appliances, forcing the car industry to produce unreliable and unaffordable electric vehicles, or sending billions of tax dollars overseas to comply with worthless, yet expensive, globalist climate pacts. Of course, climate does indeed change, but there is no climate crisis. The problem here is unmitigated scaremongering. A new survey shows that 60% of all people in rich countries now believe it's likely, or very likely, that unmitigated climate change will lead to the end of mankind. But let's think about climate for a moment in more objective, that is to say, biblically Christian terms. Number one, the world's climate has changed repeatedly throughout known history. Number two, human beings cannot control the climate. 
Number three, Scripture tells us the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Following the flood, the Lord said to Noah, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. So if the sovereign God is in charge, what should we think about life on planet earth? The shepherd psalmist told us, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Globalist elite climate change activists are now spouting a constant, louder, and more hysterical message regarding ostensible climate change. Population decrease, or slowdown, or at least stabilization is their new culture of death goal. This despite the fact that Western Europe, Canada, the United States, even China and Japan are now behind the replacement rate for maintaining a healthy population. Here are some of the ways which climate change alarmists propose to achieve population stabilization or reduction. One, advocates stress the importance of ensuring universal access to voluntary family planning services, what they call reproductive health services, which is to say abortion. Number two, climate change advocates often support programs and policies aimed at increasing educational opportunities for girls and women. Okay. But what they really want is to promote having fewer children. Number three, addressing poverty and improving living standards can also contribute to lower birth rates. There it is again, promoting smaller family sizes. And number four, advocates emphasize the importance of shifting towards more sustainable consumption patterns, including reducing meat consumption. I guess that means eating bugs, minimizing waste and embracing renewable energy sources. In the politics of our time, the clarion call of globalism echoes with increasing fervor, wielding climate change as its chosen banner. Yet globalist notions regarding climate change pose a threat not only to national sovereignty, but to individual liberty and economic prosperity. Globalism seeks to erode the sovereignty of nations under the guise of environmental stewardship. While climate change may exist at some level and should be considered, it is not the climate crisis globalist elites claim. It does not require globalist agendas, which entail sweeping policy measures that would empower supranational entities at the expense of democratic governance. Such measures threaten the very fabric of our constitutional order and undermine the principles of self-determination upon which ours and other Western societies are built. But most troubling of all is the encroachment upon individual liberties that accompanies the ascent of globalist climate agendas. Under the guise of combating climate change, proponents of globalism seek to impose restrictions on personal behavior curtail freedom of speech, and expand the reach of government into every facet of our lives. In this brave new world envisioned by globalist ideologues, 
The rights of the individual are sacrificed on the altar of collective salvation. It is imperative that we resist the allure of globalist ideas about climate change and instead reaffirm our commitment to national sovereignty, individual liberty, and free market principles. By rejecting the false promises of globalism and embracing a vision of environmental stewardship grounded in local autonomy and individual responsibility, we can forge a path forward that preserves both the health of our planet and the vitality of our democratic institutions. In a final analysis, the threat posed by globalist ideas about climate change is not merely a matter of environmental policy, but a question of fundamental values and principles. We must stand firm in defense of national sovereignty, liberty, and prosperity, lest we succumb to the seductive siren call of globalism and sacrifice the very foundations of our Western civilization upon the altar of a false sense of security. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform and download an episode for your friends. And for more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, that's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. 